Hello, everybody, and welcome back to this week's edition of the About Review podcast. I'm your host, as always, that guy named John. This is the podcast that brings you all of the interviews, reviews, and geeky news that is fit to print or talk about, since this is an audio medium. Anyway, uh, make sure to rate, follow, and subscribe to the podcast on your podcast platform of choice. It is on Apple Podcasts, Blueberry, Stitcher, Google Play, and Alexa via TuneIn. Follow the podcast on social media at About Review, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And also make sure to go to youtube.com slash abouttreeview for the video version of the podcast of About to Interview. And if you want to support the show, you can go to abouttreeview.com for full links to the show notes and guests and click the support tab. You can also go to abouttreeview.threadless.com and pick up a t-shirt and wear it around town and support the show. On today's episode, first, full disclosure, still kind of sick, still kind of losing my voice as it cracked just then. Uh, so this is going to be a short episode, and the episode that is going to be dropping on Friday of about the interview, uh, those were interviews I was doing while I was losing my voice as well. So it's going to be a little bit rough. I ask your patience and to bear with me. But for this episode, I'm going to be talking about the Vancouver WebFest 2018, which I just got back from a couple days ago in beautiful Vancouver, British Columbia. So that will be on this week's episode. Uh, right after the intro, we'll go into the geeky news, and then I will go over the festival highlights of mine and crown my best of Vancouver WebFest 2018. Before we get into that, we'll get into the original theme song created by Damien Randall of Ill-Mannered Media. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. All right, back in effect and still losing my voice. Uh, on to the geek news. The hot items on the press this week. Uh, the Venom trailer for the new movie that comes out this year from Sony that nobody has any faith in whatsoever. Uh, yeah, I dropped a trailer and it looks pretty rough. Um, I have several questions that I asked myself while watching this trailer. One of which being, in this universe that we know of, as of right now, Spider-Man does not exist in it. So why does Venom look like Spider-Man? Makes no sense. Do not understand how they're going to do that. Maybe Tom Holland is going to make an appearance. Who knows? They might just put like a little sneaky clip in there where Eddie Brock watches a clip of Spider-Man. Who knows? You're taking out a core element of that character of Eddie Brock becoming Venom if there's not a Peter Parker. If there's not a rivalry with Peter Parker and with Spider-Man, looks pretty weird. But of course I'm going to go and see it. Come on now. It is a comic book movie. Uh, so yeah, that is the first thing. The movie that I am looking forward to, the comic book movie, Patty Jenkins, the director of Wonder Woman from last year, which was tremendous, has confirmed that Wonder Woman 2 is going to take place in the 1980s. 
So this is going to be quite a big time jump from the first one, which took place during World War One. So whether they're going to kind of layer in some devices of what she was doing in the meantime, not quite sure, because she kind of appeared back into the world. She, you know, she announced her presence back into the world recently in the DC movies. So now we get a World War One and a 1980s version of Wonder Woman. Where has she been? What has she been doing? Why did she leave and then decide to come back? We will see. But since it takes place in the 80s, she's either going to have some sweet shoulder pads, which would be awesome, or maybe a fanny pack for the Lasso of Truth. That could be pretty rad. And maybe some Technicolor. So I'm on board for any or all of those three things. Last of the geek news. So George R.R. Martin, one of my favorite authors, is being a big jerk and announced that the Winds of Winter, which those of us of the book series, fans of the book series, A Song of Ice and Fire, or Fire and Ice, uh, and Game of Thrones, have been waiting for since 2011 when A Dance with Dragons came out. George R.R. Martin said, hey, no worries, you are getting a Game of Thrones book this year. To the rejoice of the masses. Except it is not Winds of Winter. Instead, he is giving us Fire and Blood, which is a history book of the Targaryen legacy and dynasty, starting with Aegon I, a.k.a. Aegon the Conqueror. I mean, again, yes, I'm going to read, of course I am. Just give us Winds of Winter. You said in 2011 it would be coming soon. Seven years later, buddy boy, still nothing. So definitely upset about that. Not only are we not getting Game of Thrones coming back in 2018, we're not even getting a new book in 2018 that we actually care about that will drive the story forward as opposed to a book that takes place 300 years before the show. Just weird. Still not sure. Uh, why he has been putting out these smaller things and not focusing on Winds of Winter, but he is the writer. I trust his creative process. I just wish it was more on my timeline and not his. So in 2018, we will be getting Fire and Blood. <clears throat> I think that is in November. So I will watch it. I will watch Venom. I will watch Wonder Woman. And I will read the that book. But come on. <laughs> I just, I really wish that were a different book coming out. All right, so that was it for the geek news. And on to the event that I went to recently. And again, I'm going to apologize again. Even hearing myself in the headphones, I'm like, man, this is not John's regular voice because it sounds real rough and kind of sick because it is. So I apologize for that. Thank you for putting up with it and listening. Uh, so... I recently attended the Vancouver WebFest for the second year in a row. This is a digital storytelling festival and conference that has been going on since 2014. This is my second year in a row covering this event, and it is amazing. There were over, or I think close to like 80 different panelists over the weekend giving talks about industry things like storytelling in VR, uh, influencers, and how to be an influencer, marketing, uh, getting your story pitched and sold, and 
working on it and the creative process, just tremendous knowledge base that these panelists have, that they then are giving that knowledge out to the people in the audience. It was tremendous. It was really, really cool. There were also, I think, like 20 countries represented in 80, 85 or something like that. I get the numbers mixed up because there were a lot of them of total number of web series presented over this three-day weekend of the multiple, multiple screening blocks. There were things going on all day in several rooms, which was different than it had been in the past. In the past, like at Granville Island, when I covered it last year, it was screening block, screening block, panel, screening block, just kind of back to back all day, which was great because I just sat in the theater all day and watched awesome web series and listen to great panelists. This year, you kind of had to pick and choose because there were two different rooms with panels going on and a theater with screenings. So that was definitely a big change this year. The thing is, the screenings were all free to the public, which was different than they were before. I think that was a smart move. I think that gave people the opportunity to then go see some of these web series, even if they just saw something in the paper. And they're like, cool, let me go check this out. They go to the screenings at no cost. Cool. That was awesome. The venue itself, the Vancouver Convention Center West, was gorgeous. Flat out gorgeous. As I'm sitting there, like, prepping for interviews and interviewing, there are these, like, floor-to-ceiling glass windows overlooking the water, mountains in the distance. You saw uh, seaplanes coming in, barges going out. It was awesome. And it reminded me, of course, of Seattle, which is one of the best cities in the world, along with Vancouver, British Columbia. Uh, So the interviews that are going to be dropping this Friday uh, for About to Interview, those are going to be with various creators and various content creators, along with, of course, Suzette and Paula, who run the festival. The creators who I spoke with are going to be Ben Strang, uh, Christina DeLeon, Bryn Peebles, and Brianna Weens. So definitely check that out uh, this Friday on YouTube. There will be the audio from the interviews, as well as images, production stills, and like the trailer for their respective shows in the video portion of that. Um, So I basically am going to try and break down my favorites in three different categories because I missed some of the screening blocks because I was just not feeling too well and I was feeding myself a steady diet of cough drops and decongestant. It was a real party, let me tell you. So I missed some of the screening blocks, uh, but I'm going to break down my favorite dramas my favorite documentaries, and my favorite comedies. And I have three choices from from each of those. And then after I talk about those uh, briefly, then I will talk about my best of Vancouver Web Fest. Now, this is tough because my best of is basically the, the show that I am the most excited to watch right away. I saw some phenomenal shows, just some incredible work over the weekend. So trying to come up with my favorite w- was was tough. But again, there is one that I just am excited to dive into. So 
First, my favorite three dramas. First one is Tesha or Thesha. I am still not quite sure how to pronounce that. It was from South Africa. Awesome story. Now, this was shot on a very, very low budget. And the young man who created this, who was the writer, director, producer, flew all the way from South Africa to Vancouver to be here for the festival. That type of commitment for a web series is amazing. That dedication to your craft is awesome. So if he is listening, huge shout out uh, to him. What was also fascinating is at the Q&A for this, because Tesha is this kind of daily life uh, story in South Africa, just kind of about some of the brutal things that you have to deal with in this type of community where he is from. And these two friends who have to decide if they want to stay in school or pursue their music ambition, which is a rap career. And when, like I was saying, in the Q&A afterwards, somebody asked, oh, you know, how did you do this? Kind of what was your process? Uh, Which is a very, you know, typical question a lot of these creators get asked. His response was great. And he was like, we learned on YouTube. Like they learned how to write a film, how to shoot a film, how to direct, edit, everything, how to act all by watching YouTube. That was their film school. So that that idea to be like, you know, we want to do this thing. We have no budget. How do we do it? And then they just they go online and they just figured out it was great. That was just it was really cool to see that type of again creativity and when they have an idea for a creative outlet finding a way to make it happen. So not only did they make it happen, he flew all the way there. Uh, It was definitely a drama. Like this is, it was pretty intense um, for this web series. Uh, They have seven episodes and one that I am looking forward to. So Tesha or it is T-H-E-S-H-A. All of these will be in the show notes uh, below. So make sure to click that. Um, So yeah, still not sure how to pronounce that. Sorry, buddy. But yeah, Thesha from South Africa. Next one in my drama category is Restoration. Now, give me a sci-fi web series or sci-fi TV show. Spoiler alert, I am probably going to watch it, even some of the ones that are not that great. Uh, Restoration was the opposite. It was actually really good. So it basically has to do from the limited selection that, that we saw. Because with this web series festival or web festival, we only get to see sometimes two episodes, sometimes one episode if it is a little bit longer. So we're only getting little snippets of the story. Sometimes it is mid-season. Sometimes it is episode one of season two. But it just kind of gives you that sample, you know, to kind of see what you like about it. And if you want to find it on your own and then watch the rest of it. So the restoration this future world, the they have the technology to basically back up all of your memories, similar to what we were talking about on a previous episode, uh, like Altered Carbon, where you can back up your memories into a different sleeve. This one, you're just backing up your memories. You know, you go to a little place, like a little massage type place. You go, you lay down, they put a thing on your head. Good to go. Problem is, one of the guys wakes up 
and he realizes that he is in a different body, but he has the same memories of who he actually is or who he actually was. From there, it kind of gets really chaotic. He bumps into the person that he thinks he is or slash that he actually is, but in a different body. Super weird, but I totally dug the concept. It was shot really well, and it is sci-fi. So, of course, I'm on board with that. So, that is Restoration. Uh, and then the last one in the drama category uh, was from France called Ejame uh, or Ajame. Ejame is just a gritty, tense detective thriller where there are mobsters, there are cops, there's corruption, there is deceit. And this one, even watching the small selection that, that we got to watch, like it was just gripping. Like it really put you into that world. And even though it was just kind of this gritty underbelly of indecision and corruption, it was pretty intriguing. So I definitely am on board for Ejame from France. So now to my favorite docs. Now, anybody who listens to the show and to all of the new listeners, thank you for listening. I love documentaries. I watch them year round. Huge soft spot uh, for me are documentaries. So there are three of them that I will talk about briefly uh, that I am on board for that I plan on following up with. First one, Magnify Melbourne. Now this is from Melbourne. Weird. Imagine that. The selection we saw was about this woman named Irma who was a Holocaust survivor. And she is telling her story of when her family was taken, when they were put on trains, when she was randomly, I mean, because a lot of it was random back then. She was randomly taken off of the train and she was the only one to survive who was taken off that train. She got sent to a different camp, just her stories and what she had to go through and where she is now. It just, it is harrowing. It is brutal. It is hard to watch, but at the same time, so uplifting because you realize she had to go through the absolute worst and she made it. And she talks about her, her kids and her grandkids and, you know, the life that she has. So that was just, it was very, very brutal, but, but I loved it. So that was Magnify Melbourne, Body Art Movement. This is one completely in the opposite direction. Uh, this is one, a documentary just about dancers and bodies, weird art and movement, where the dancers are painted kind of head to toe in some of the cases of body paint. They were hula hooping. Uh, I saw some clips, I think, of fire dancing. Just really, really cool visually. And it, that, that pulled me in right away. Uh, not just from the dance angle, but just it was visually stunning. So body art movement. And then my third one is zombies stories. Yes, I pronounce that oddly because instead of stories with an S, it is with a Z. So you tell me how you pronounce that, smarty pants. Uh, but yeah, so zombies, zombies stories. It is weird. Uh, but yeah, so you mix documentaries and zombies. You got me. Like you, you got me hook, line, and sinker. Uh, this was, I mean, the one that we saw focused on George Romero talking about Night of the Living Dead and how that catapulted the modern zombie into pop culture. And what about the modern zombie became so fascinating and how that movie 
shaped and changed cinema, not just with zombies. It had an African-American lead. People were not really ready for that. It had, you know, an African-American man with a white woman in certain areas. They were not ready for that. So a lot of things that came from that movie shook the industry and shook America. So zombies, stories, really cool. Definitely on board to watch that one. Now to the last category, comedy. In all of my years covering festivals, whether it is 48-hour film competitions or 50-hour slams or SIF, any of these festivals, comedy is one that by far usually ends up being the favorite. Uh, For the 48-hour film competitions in particular, if you can do a solid comedy, you got a good chance at winning everything because people just, they want comedy. So my three choices for comedy. First, Dirty Cops. This show is absolutely hilarious. So it is about these two cops. They're just chilling out in their car, maybe on a stakeout. You never really know. Don't really need to know. Two cops, and they're just talking to each other. One of them, Mike, has just this deadpan delivery, saying some outlandish things that I cannot repeat on this podcast uh, to, to stay with my uh, non-explicit rating. But as he is saying them in a complete deadpan way, the crowd is just dying, laughing so hard because it was just it was genuine and it was great. So that was Dirty Cops. Next one, Girls versus the City. I highly recommend you come back on Friday and listen to the About to Interview episode with Bryn and Brianna on it. So this is one where, yeah, the trials and tribulations of kind of online dating. And one of the girls is going through this and going through the motions. We see her going on multiple dates in just kind of these little vignette clips. Hilarious. The best part about this show is the organic chemistry that Bryn and Brianna have together. It was totally authentic. They've known each other for a very long time, and that comes through. You know, some of these, you can tell when people are just kind of feeling each other out, be it, you know, web series or film, you know, it does not matter. You can tell when they're still kind of working that out. These two, the timing, the pacing, the way they interact with each other in the physical spaces was just perfect. So girls versus the city. And my last one, is dangers of online dating. So this one is about again, another person who kind of jumps with both feet forward and both thumbs forward into the world of online dating. She becomes very obsessive very quickly, which is just not a smart thing to do when you are online dating. Um, another story, another web series where the crowd is just in stitches. And dangers of online dating actually won the best comedy of the festival. So those were my favorites. Um, yeah. And again, I'm sorry that this episode is a little bit short, but this, this is rough, but I'm doing it for you, my dear listeners. Uh, so to go over those again, favorite dramas, uh, Tesha or Thesha from South Africa. I think Tesha. Restoration, Asia May. Favorite documentaries, Magnify Melbourne, Body Art Movement, and zombies stories. Seriously, hit me up on Twitter at about to review with you doing an audio clip of how you would say zombies stories. Uh, and then comedy, 
Dirty Cops, Girls vs. the City, and Dangers of Online Dating. Now, for my best of 2018 Vancouver Web Fest, uh, the web series that, again, that I plan on watching first. It was the one that stuck in my head that I want to binge. That honor goes to drumroll. Not really drumroll. I'm not going to drumroll that. Thanks, editing. Uh, that winner is Girls vs. the City from Girl on Girl Humor. Absolutely loved that show. The two women who write it and, you know, act and just, they were tremendous. You cannot really find or manufacture that level of organic chemistry between co-stars very easily. And these two just nailed it. So huge kudos to Girls First the City getting my best of 2018 Vancouver Webfest. Your prize is in the mail. Just keep looking. It will maybe get there someday. Speaking of which, I don't even think I got your address. But anyway, it will get there someday. Uh, so yeah, that was it for my coverage of Vancouver Webfest and the Geek News. The upcoming projects for the About to Review podcast. Uh, next week's episode, with hopefully, <laughs> which hopefully my voice will be better for, is going to be a collaboration episode with another local podcast called Northwest Nerd. Uh, so Dyer and Nicholas will be joining myself and Tim Holt, People's Critic, and we're going to talk all about Avengers Infinity War, which is out today, I think, as you're listening to this, if I drop this episode correctly. Um, so definitely check that out. Uh, I'm also going to be on an- another episode of a different podcast called Cinema Squabble, another local podcast here in Seattle of a film film critic group, and we're going to be talking about Avengers Infinity War and a couple other movies. Uh, I will have an interview with Sebastian Lelio from Disobedience. Uh, he recently won the Oscar for Best Foreign Film for a Fantastic Woman. So uh, he is coming to Seattle, and I'm getting a chance to meet with him and interview him. That interview will be dropping soon, probably close to the date, the release date of Disobedience. Definitely check out the About to Interview that is going to be dropping on YouTube on Friday. And then SIF, the Seattle International Film Festival 2018, starts in mere weeks. And it is a massive, massive festival that keeps all of the Seattle film critics incredibly busy. So uh, that is it for this week's episode. Like I said, uh, thank you for listening to all of my old listeners who know that my voice does not normally sound like this. And all my new listeners... I apologize that my voice sounds like this, but just keep listening to the podcast, hit that subscribe button on your podcast platform of choice, and I guarantee my voice will get better. I, I really, really hope so, at least. Uh, and as far as where you can find it, podcast platform of choice, Apple Podcasts, Blueberry Stitcher, Google Play, Alexa via TuneIn, anywhere. You can also stream the episodes directly from the website abouttreeview.com, which is the same place you can go for full show notes and links to the guests and links to the uh, web series in this episode that I talked about. Follow the podcast on social media at About to Review, which is Facebook.com, or fi- of course it is. Yeah, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at About to Review. Uh, I also wanted to give a huge shout out and thank you so, so much to the entire Vancouver WebFest team, not just Suzette and Paula who get mentioned all the time and all of these things because they're the head honchos but every other person who 
was working. I'm not going to name all of you because I know that I would leave people out. A couple people off the top of my head, uh, Stephanie Michelle Scott, Stephanie Halber, uh, Gordon, like they, they really helped me out this weekend. Uh, Susie, uh, as well. She is always great. Uh, Julie Burns, it was cool to meet you. So yeah, I met a ton of fantastic people. The staff up there is great. Uh, they let me shovel my stuff from various room to room and set up recording studios in the middle of tables and chairs. So thank you to the entire Vancouver WebFest team. Uh, I love going up there. I hopefully will be going up there again soon to cover another festival. So thank you, Suzette and Paula and the whole team. Uh, again, follow them on Facebook. All of those links to their social media will be in the show notes below. So that about wraps it up for this week's episode of About Treeview. I have been your host, that guy named John, and we will see you next time. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat.